All right. Welcome, everyone, to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. I'm Corinne Votney, and I'm joined this week, as always, by my co-host, Brian Wells, along with special guest host, Will Kalora. And this is the second part to a two-part episode this week, as we ran a little long with our guest, so we decided to release our NFL Week 5 reactions and MLB postseason updates as part of a first-part episode on Wednesday, October 12th. With this second part, our NHL 2022-23 season preview and top five celebrities named Will released in a part two on Thursday, October 13th. So if you haven't listened to part one and you want to hear what we have to say about the latest in football and baseball, go back and check that out. Otherwise, enjoy part two of this week's episode. All right, let's uh, let's move on to NHL. We'll talk baseball in future episodes, but hockey season started. First game, dropped the puck. Technically, already happened uh, with a couple games overseas, but NHL season is underway, so let's talk about our teams. Let's start off with your Bruins. So last year, Boston made the playoffs as a four seed, and they lost to the Carolina Hurricanes in seven games in the first round. A lot of questions about the offseason. They brought back Patrice Bergeron. They also brought back David Krejci after a year playing in Czechia, but they also have a new head coach after Bruce Cassidy was fired, replaced by Jim Montgomery. Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Former Dallas Stars coach. So what are your thoughts, feelings about the Bruins heading into the 2022-23 season? Yeah, I'm I'm not super positive uh, on their outlook for this season. I think they're... I think they're a tier behind the Panthers, the Maple Leafs, and the Lightning. But I still think they're good enough to be a playoff team because looking at the rest of the division, like Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal, they're better than all of those teams, especially Montreal. Montreal might have literally the worst record this year. Yeah, probably going uh, to be the worst so, team in the league. So I think there's a clear top four and bottom, bottom four in this in this division. So I think they're still good enough to be a uh, a playoff team. But I, I, I can see something similar to last year where they're a, a first-round exit and they don't really have much of a season. Uh, so yeah, they do get, luckily they have Bergeron back and they get David Krejci back from again, playing a year in Czechoslovakia. And, uh, so it's good. It's good there because if they didn't have those guys, they'd be absolutely screwed at center. They have nothing at center and, um, you know, they got, they still got good wings, like, wingers like Taylor Hall and David Posternock. Brad Marchand is going to be out for a bit though. Same so with Charlie McAvoy. McAvoy. Yep. And so they're going to be injuries to start the year that will hurt them in the beginning of the year. I will say though, it, the coaching change, I was, I personally and many other Bruins fans were not a fan of the Bruce Cassidy move. I think anyone with two working eyeballs knows that it's more on the front office putting, putting this team together uh, and why they haven't had the success of you know being a, a real contender 
I think it's more on the front office than Bruce Cassidy. I think Bruce Cassidy did a, a, a great job uh, all these years, made the playoffs in pretty much every season that uh, he was the coach uh, in his Bruins tenure. And I think it's going to hurt them and that they don't have him. But at the same time, just having a new coach in the room, it does motivate players a bit because I remember when they fired Claude Julian, I remember the Bruins all of a sudden were becoming a better team and a lot of the younger players didn't like Claude and were critical of him. And uh, I, I, Jake DeBrusque, he was requesting a trade last season and it looks like he's taken that trade request away because he didn't like Bruce Cassidy and, and Brandon Carlo, he talked about how he feels like he can be play more freely now, now that there's a new voice in the room. And so it looks like some of the younger guys, didn't like Bruce Cassidy, but you could also say the same thing maybe with some of the veterans because David Krejci, he took a year off from the NHL and now he's back. Uh, and so maybe there's not just the younger guys, but maybe even veterans as well. And so the coaching change, even though I don't think it's an upgrade, I think the player, some of the players might uh, be in favor of it and play more freely now. And that could benefit them in the short term. But I don't know. I just so look the Bruins. I don't like their chances at all this year. I, I see them as a first round exit. It's the real question is what uh, what is their long term future? Because Bergeron, Krejci, they're not going to be here much longer. And Marshan, he's getting up there in age. And then what are they going to do with David Pasternak? That's a that's a big question because it's his last year. Are they going to trade him and get something huge in return, or are they going to? sign him or are they just going to play the year out and and he doesn't come back that would be a terrible look and so that's really the biggest thing i'm looking at this year is what are they going to do with him uh beyond uh, this season yeah brian i'm similar to you i i'm very low on the uh uh the last dance if you will uh, it's being referred to as you know this is the you know this is the you know the, the kind of uh final year uh of the you know the, this core this bruins core you know, similar, we'll talk about it in a second, you know, very similar, uh, you know, tenured to uh, the Pittsburgh core. Uh, you know, we're, the, these people we grew up with, these, you know, the, the guys that, you know, are the faces of the, this team are just, you know, they're retiring. They're getting up there in age. Patrice Bergeron, you know, he he, he could not have done them any bigger of a favor. I think he took like a $1.5 million deal this year. Like, oh, you know, almost laughable. Like, you know, he just basically said like, whatever you can afford this year, give it to me. Otherwise, you know, I'm not here for the money. Like, you know, it was, it was, it was laughable. Like what the, you know, what he asked for, uh, you know, it, that, that it's the definition of a hometown discount. I, I despise, despise the Bruce Cassidy, you know, firing. It was oh, such a cop out by, uh, by Sweeney. You know, what, a, what a dweeb you can't draft a single guy and you're going to, you're going to fire the coach because none of the rookies that you've drafted, or none of the young guys that you drafted that can't play the dang, the, the dang game, you know, like them Dra- draft them. You, you, you Sweeney had three picks, all three guys that went immediately after that turned out to be awesome. All players. Studs. And, and Sweeney, you're gonna say Cassidy's at fault because the, the these pukes that can't play the dang sport don't like the guy because he's too hard on him because he says, "Hey, they can't play." Bruce he Cassidy, like it is. <laughs> he, Bruce Cassidy is everything you want in a coach. There's a reason that the Vegas Golden Knights scooped him up eight days after he was fired. 
eight days he was on the market. That was exactly what I thought would happen too. It, Not like, the 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 time period it took him to get a job and the team he went to. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I unfortunately they're too good to you know they're too good to suck and get a good draft pick, but they're too bad to. That's you know, another. To, that's another thing is that they're kind of stuck in the middle where they're they're. They're not good enough to be a championship contender, but they're also not bad enough to be drafting at the top where they can take the the Colorado Avalanche approach where they're taking McKinnon you know, number one overall. They're taking years Mc- of Dale McCarr yeah. number four overall. And just like, and, <laughs> like and, they, they're not one one thing I you know, one other thing, you know, uh Jim Montgomery, he's the former coach uh of he was a former coach of the uh Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Stars. Um, you know, listen. I I get it. People go through hard times. They, you know, you, what what not. I'm not gonna, you know, not gonna criticize the guy for the low points in his life. He was fired from there for a reason. You know, he was. You know, he wasn't this all-time coach there. He was a. Uh, you know, he had a. You know, he had a Corey. If you're you're unfamiliar with him, you know, he had a couple of uh, scandals there. Let's just say, uh, got a little feely at the holiday party. I believe the the family yep. holiday party of the owners. Oh wow. Uh, uh, alcohol might have been a problem there as well. Yeah, alcohol uh, was a problem. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's like that's the guy that you follow up. You know, you, you basically followed up Bill Belichick, not Bill Belichick, but you you followed up Jim uh, Jim Harbaugh with, with uh, Jim Tom Zula. <laughs> Heck, I was going to say Bruce Arians. <laughs> well, that was what the Niners said. No, Tom Zula is a good a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> I I. I, I, I I, I I hate the new you know I hate who they got like they, you know there there was a there was a couple you know I, one I was I was upset that they got rid of them they should you know it was a cop out by you know of Sweeney to you know to 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 fire the coach it buys him another year before we eventually kick him to the curb as well after the pathetic season this is you know and, and Brian you bring up uh, uh, Pasternak there's a there's the potential Pasternak is not on this team at the after the trade deadline. Think about that. Without Marshawn, without McAvoy, there's a realistic po- possibility that if they're, you know, if they can't tread water in the, you know, without Marshawn and uh, McAvoy, if they're, if, you know, and it should be done, if, if you're not close on terms and if you're not competitive this year, you need, need to ship him out at the deadline. You, there's, you, like, you have, you have one of the you worst ranked farm systems. You can't lose it for nothing. Yeah. You have, it's just... you, you have such a bad farm system because Sweeney can't draft. If you if you're noticing a circle here, it's all back to Sweeney being a piece of crap. I don't know. I'm I'm very low on them. I I, I don't like the you know I don't like the Bruins' chances this year. I I just think that you know I, I think they're you know it, it's it's thrown one last you know marketable product on the you know on the ice before they turn in you know before they go into a deep dark place of irrelevancy in the you know the Boston Sports Network. So one thing I'd like to kind of talk about here um, in terms of the Bruins, like, yes, I think there are plenty of reasons to be down on them with McAvoy out, Marshawn out, you know, new coach coming in. I don't know. I don't like that Sweeney kept his job and Cassidy didn't just from a neutral perspective. But I think the Atlanta division is going to also be better this year. Montreal is going to suck. But Ottawa went out. They traded for yeah, Alex Dabrinkat. Yeah. They signed Claude Giroux, longtime veteran. Um, he was someone who was like everybody wanted to add him for a chance to, uh, you know, help him win a Stanley Cup last year. Cam Talbot as a goalie pulled him away from Minnesota. So I think that Ottawa has a chance to be better. And Detroit made a ton of moves. Like they're already a really fun and yeah, exciting they added team. David Perron. With, yeah, they added David Perron from the Blues. He's a Stanley Cup champion. They got Ben Chiaro. Andrew Kopp came over from the Rangers. He was one and, of their big Dylan trade Larkin deadline. is a good young player. Dylan Larkin, yeah. Dylan I, Larkin is great. So Tyler Bertuzzi, I, Lucas Raymond. Like, they have a really yeah, I, exciting I have, core. 
I would have uh, so B- Buffalo and Montreal. Like I'm not even gonna like. Yeah, Rasmus Dolan. I don't know. I mean, Buffalo is yeah, probably Rasmus still further Dallin away. Hasn't, he hasn't panned out, but like, who does pan out in Buffalo? Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, they they think that he might be better. Uh, Ottawa but... and Detroit, I think, will be fine. But I still would take Buffalo. even even with the I, issues the Bruins have. I, I would still take the Bruins tend to agree with that, but I don't think that it, it's necessarily a lock. And I wouldn't be surprised if things don't go great if one of those teams is able to kind of you know just be younger and healthier and, uh, you know, really kind of take a bigger leap forward than some might expect. Corey, do you think so. the Senators did enough to make up 30 points in the standings? Probably not. But... I mean, I think that's the, like the, the biggest takeaway for me is that, I, I mean, so the Bruins, it were was the, a the, big the gap. Yeah. Bruins were the, I mean, they, they were one of the, uh, I think they were the first wild card looking at this. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, the second, uh, they had one Oh seven. Next closest in the Atlantic was the Sabres, who suck at seventy with seventy five points. Then the Red Wings at seventy four, Senators at seventy three. I, yeah, I there's so a, no, there is I, yes, they need to though, take a big step forward and need the Bruins to take a step backwards. There's a lot has to kind of go in there. But. I think I think Detroit and Ottawa will be will have they'll score a little bit more than seventy points or whatever. But I I still believe in my mind that there's a clear top and bottom four. Yeah, I mean they're probably all still a year away but just kind of pointing out that you know there's there's a chance that those teams could maybe be a little better than expected for for detroit they're a goalie away they they let up the second most uh goals they had the second most goals against uh in the the atlantic um looks like they were the yeah actually in the entire eastern conference they were the you know second most goals against so yeah i mean they're Yes, that is a, a big concern. They gave up seven goals in a preseason game to the Penguins <laughs> recently. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of a good transition. So you kind of touched on it with the Bruins having an Asian core. The Penguins are the oldest team in the league. They're age 30. And when when they lost to the Rangers last year, you know, just not only with how everything played out, blowing a 3-1 to lead, having Sidney Crosby go down, playing it without their starting goalie uh, for all but the final game of the series with Tristan Jari coming back from broken foot. Things didn't go great, but it was just what is going to happen with this team with all these key free agents, Brian Russ, uh, Ricardo Kell, and of course, Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, the two thirds of the core to go along with Sidney Crosby. And the Penguins decided to run it back, signed all these guys to long contracts, kind of lowered the AAV because of that. And I think the question is, you know, how many more potential cup, contention seasons to this group have left of them i don't think that they're done yet i think they still have at least one more i think that last year's team uh had a very good chance to go on a deeper run if the goaltending wasn't an issue in the sense of jari being injured but it's obviously a concern when you have that old of a team and the penguins have such a crazy injury history and mike sullivan keeps finding ways to win games despite losing guys for long periods of time and in bunches but it's definitely a concern. And then there's a question of how do they compare against some of these younger, faster teams when they're that old? It's a similar situation to Boston where, like you said, it's an aging core, but I do believe in Pittsburgh more than Boston because Pittsburgh has shown certainly more than Boston of being a, the Penguins have shown definitely more than the Bruins of being a championship caliber team, having three Stanley cups in the Crosby era. And they still have him, Malkin, Latang, they still have a lot of their Brian core. Rust, yeah, Jake Brian Gensel. Rust, and I mean, if, if you if you tell me the teams that you know, if you ask me to name the the the, the four teams that dictated the you know the the late two thousands 
uh, early 2010s. It was the Penguins, Chicago, the, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, the, the uh, Boston, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and I'd say the Kings. Like yeah, th- those Kings. four teams were really like the you know that was what we had. Grow- you know those were the the you know two of those four were every single year going to be you know and they, they at least their conference finals. Uh, you know, it, like just year in year out. You know, they, they were. They, they, you know, it's it, it's again talking about like you know we're seeing a change of the guard. Like that's a like you know it's it's a big thing that we've seen. You know the. the you know, and part of that is a lot of these names that I'm looking at. I just pulled up the uh, Penguins, uh, uh, like contract situations. The late, the Latang deal. I didn't know about that. That's a <laughs> that's a bad they, deal. <laughs> it's a lot. They very much are like, let's keep these guys together in the short term and not worry about 2026. But yeah, I mean, it, the, the, the window the Penguins is, is closing were in overtime versus the Rangers and lost. And if they were to and and up three to one the series, and mm-hmm. if they were to win that series. I think they would have had. Now I know the Bruins made it to seven games too, like Pittsburgh, but like they would have faced Tampa, and they've never played Tampa well uh, for all these years. And they would have very Penguins would have lost. Played but I think Pittsburgh had a much better shot of contending if they were to make it past the first round, unlike Boston, unlike the Bruins. Yeah, and it, I'm I'm still high on this team. I think there's a lot of talent. I love Mike Sullivan as a coach, and you know I'm not ready to think that Crosby, Latang, and Malkin are gonna fall off a cliff. Uh, and you know they're they're playing their 17th season together. I think 16th or 17th season, just insane in today's era of you know salary cap sports that you're able to keep three guys like that together that long, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the, the Penguin ceiling is. I, I saw in the NHL 23 EA Sports Super Sim, the Penguins won it all. So I'm convinced that <laughs> it's Corey, a possibility. Just, but... just to pull back your expectations on that, I was going to bring that up, actually. They also had the uh, the, the Maple Leafs beating the, the Maple Bruins. Leafs at the so, Conference yeah, Finals, yes. They, oh, they, I know. They also no, had it, the it, Bruins it, winning it all a couple years ago. It, yeah. It's, it's not just the Maple Leafs. Was it, in yeah, the, they went to the... It's not just the Maple Leafs winning; it's the Maple Leafs beating the Bruins in the playoffs. Something that yeah, has winning been done two in, playoff series. Yeah. <laughs> in oh, I know, especially years. yeah. But yeah, Corey, no, that year, it. it was the year where they uh, won the President's Trophy. But still, like, okay, yeah. I mean, it, no, I, I, I do think that the Penguins are still a contender, but really running out of chances. I don't know how many more years this group has left in them. I'm excited they kept everyone together. I'm really excited for this season. I hope that, you know, Trish and Jari can stay healthy and stay playing at an all-star level because he was the reason why they lost in 2021 from being on the ice and the reason why they lost in 2022 from not being on the ice. Just a total turnaround. Uh, really cool to see from him, but ultimately the same result. Um, first round playoff exit, something that this team has done for consecutive seasons. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um <laughs> No, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, that is right. Wow. That just Yeah. No, it just kept losing in the first round every year. And you know, some it uh, most of the time it has not been expected. Like they've been the higher seed or you know, this past one I guess was it, it was kind of expected. I think that a lot of people picked the Rangers and then the Penguins went up 3 to 1. And at that point, I think it wasn't expected that they would have blown it. So Right. But anyway, how about we give our predictions going to wrap up the hockey talk and we'll go with our Four division winners and then our Stanley Cup finals matchup. So, Will, why don't you get us started? Um, you know, go through your bracket. Yep. I guess. Uh, so, out of, out of the Metropolitan, um, I, I, I think it's tough to say that anybody's going to, you know, take over the, take over, uh, beat Carolina. I think Carolina is going to, you know, has it pretty, you know, you, you said that the division got easier. 
Um, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think so. I, I think, you know, or actually, I'm sorry, you were talking about the Atlantic, but I, <laughs> I, I think the Metropolitan, I, you know, I, I think the Metro is also tougher. I, I was going to say, I, I just don't see anybody who's really going to, you know, say like, you know, that's going to just assert their dominance against Carolina, who was fairly dominant. I think the Rangers still need a little bit more time. They have a, you know, younger core. Um, you know, I, I think the Rangers are, I just don't think the Rangers have the ponies to upset Carolina for that number one spot. Uh, in the Atlantic, just the perennial powerhouse that is the you know Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. I I just I mean I, I'm not a believer in you know Florida. I I think they're I don't think they're a real NHL team. Um, I I get they you know they, they uh you know they they had the most points for last year. I just you know, not not something about them. I just can't get behind the Florida Panthers being the best team in the NHL. Really, that's what we've come to. It, it, it's Bay not Lightning. the greatest market. Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Lightning. I just I I don't know. There's a reason that they, you know, they, they, they kind of turn, you know, turn an extra, you know, you know, something extra on in the playoffs, but I just think they're, you know, they're the easiest to go with. Uh, I, you know, Toronto, I don't know. I don't really totally buy that. They're, uh, you know, that they've you know changed to their identity. I think it's still the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think until they, you know, until, until that franchise is no longer in Toronto, I don't, you know, which obviously is never going to happen. Uh, I think they're still going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs until they prove me wrong. Not going to, you know, I'm not going to go with them. And, you know, as I said, Florida Panthers, I don't, you know, they're, they're like the Loch Ness monster. They're, they're make believe uh, in, in the central, uh, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to take anybody, but Colorado, you know, you, they're, they just, you they sucked for so long that they were able to put together an absolute wagon uh, you know, they, they have, you know, just some of the best depth and they, you know, that top line is just unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's one of the, you know, I, I think it's one of the better, better lines you've seen in the NHL in a long time. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's arguably one of the better lines I think you can, you know, in, in the, the past, you know, in this century, um, you know, I, which, which says something, cause you've seen a lot of good pairings throughout the, you know, throughout the years. Uh, and now Nathan McKinnon's going to be the highest paid player in the NHL, yeah. at least for the time being. And then in the Pacific, this is where I think it's, you know, it gets a little interesting for me. I think Bruce Cassidy is some, you know, he brings something to the table that motivates players. Vegas has a decent team out there. I think Bruce Cassidy steps in and uh, whips them into shape. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Vegas, you know, take a leap in the standings and uh, walk away with the Pacific. So I'm taking, you know, I'm going with Vegas over there over uh, Calgary. All right, and then who you got in the Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, in the finals, you know, as much you know, I, I it's it's again, I'm not you know, I'm gonna take Tampa just because they're a perennial, you know, they they have an you know, they have that extra switch in the uh, once you get to the playoffs, they they just there's something about them, you know, Brian, you mentioned it. It's so you know, it seems like you know, how many times did the the Bruins let us down going against the uh, Lightning? The Lightning have just, just been such formality a, that they're oh, going to lose to them. Such the time, a wagon. Yeah. I, I feel about going up against the Lightning. How Toronto feels about going up against the Bruins. Like it's just like, all right, let's cash in. <laughs> <Yeah>. seven. <laughs> and then in the West, uh, I'm going with Vegas. I'm, I'm I, I, you know, I, I've liked Vegas since they've come. You know, since they uh, joined the NHL. Like I, you know, the the, the uh, Seattle Kraken yeah. uh, owner, you know, made it, you know, cut uh, cracked a joke of, uh, you know, get it cracked, Kraken. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he, they cracked a joke of, uh, you know, you know, the to, to think of the team that Vegas was able to build and then to look at what we were with like the, the, the pile of garbage that was left for us. Uh, you know, it's, 
I don't know. The, the Vegas Vegas did everything right when they came into the you know, when when they joined the NHL and yeah, absolutely. I, I they made I, the Stanley Cup Finals year one. I, I I think that you know with a with Bruce Cassidy, who I think is you know after he gets you know wins them a uh, I, I think after uh, Bruce Cassidy gets Vegas to the Stanley Cup and they win the Stanley Cup. I think you know the, the Bruins are going to be sitting there looking around like Will Smith and at the end of uh, uh, the the end of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, looking for all the furniture. Like, where'd everything go? <laughs> so there right. we go. I'm, I'm going with the crack. Yeah, I'm going with uh, the the Vegas the Golden, Golden Knights. Knights. Also, nice. best team, best name in sports. That unbelievable yeah, name. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> couldn't come oh, up I with a better it, team yeah. name. All right, so for me. Uh, Atlantic Division, I am also going with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think uh, I talked about like there are definitely there's definitely a t- clear top four and bottom four and and then the Bruins being fourth. So like the top three would be Tampa, Florida, and Toronto. I like you will. When it comes to Toronto, they have the very high top end talent. It's like it's too top heavy of a team where Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, they're gonna put up a bunch of points and then Tavares as well when he's healthy, but I don't I don't like the rest of their roster. It's just it's just too top heavy of a team after the first few guys. Maybe and it's they just always me, choke. I just don't think they have the like I don't think they have the spine. You know I, I think I think there's no, something too, missing like they, in like the character, the the grit, the fight, whatever the term is that you want to you know use to describe it. I just don't think they have just, the, it's the kind backbone. of a it's a choking choking kind of a team. I, I, like yes, they're gonna be a high flying offense in the regular season, but uh, I, I, I'm not a bigger believer in anything else. I still like, they're still a playoff team, but I'd imagine that they'll lose in the first round, like for the millionth time and choke again. And, and then, yeah, with Florida, they definitely have a lot. Of, they have talent with, they don't have Huberdo anymore, but they have now they have Kachuk and Alexander Barkov is one of the best two way centers in the league. And, and then Aaron Ackblad's a, good defenseman and so they have pieces as well but i'm yeah i'm not, I'm not a, the biggest florida panther guy I, even though they have talent uh so i'm going with the lightning I, i'm even though they didn't lose the stanley cup last year they've shown for several years now like how that's a team that you always have to take seriously uh with with stamp coast and headman and and they didn't have Braden point for a big chunk of that playoff you know Stanley Cup playoff they they lost him in the first series and they they had him back for a couple of games but he was not the same uh getting him back uh, healthy would be huge is huge huge for the Lightning and yeah it's a team I always take seriously so I'm going the Lightning in the Atlantic in the Metropolitan you kind of mentioned them but but did not pick them I'm really high on the New York Rangers I I, I thought they were a team that I had them in my Stanley Cup uh, bracket last year, uh, losing to Colorado, they did make it all the way to the East Finals, and I think it's just I think it's a really talented team, top to bottom. That I think they just ran out of gas mm. because they were up two nothing versus the Lightning last year, and they they just ran out of gas. Like it, yes, they won versus Pittsburgh and Carolina, but it took seven games for them to win those series. And this is not a perfect comparison, but kind of like the Celtics where they're this talented team that goes all makes it to the finals, but then they run out of gas. And it's because they, it took them seven games to beat Milwaukee. It took them seven games to beat Miami. And that's how I feel about the Rangers where they had the talent to win, but they just ran out of gas. And I think 
I I I like them I like them top to bottom where their first line with Chris Kreider who scored 50 goals last year and then Zabanajad who was amazing in the postseason last season and they added Artemi Panarin uh last season or or was it two seasons ago? Yeah, I think uh, he's been around a couple of years now. A couple yeah. years, yeah, and uh he's been a good goal scorer and I like their defenseman a lot with uh with Fox, who was a Norris Trophy winner, and then Jacob Truba, he's great on both ends of the ice. And then Igor Shosturkin won the Vesna last year, and he was awesome uh, last season. And I think I, I just and then their younger guys like Lafreniere and Capo Caco, they haven't panned out, but I think another year under their belt is really going to help their team a lot. So I'm picking with the New York Rangers, and. I'll admit Carolina is probably the better team, but like I'll admit, I'm never been really a Carolina yeah, Hurricane. You're always they down did. On the I will say the one thing I like though is that they they added uh, they added Brent Burns, who yep. uh, who is awesome, awesome in San Jose, and not only that, but they got rid of Tony D'Angelo, who was a loser. Absolutely, <laughs> is he loser. finally gone? I hate that guy. Uh, so to add to get rid of him and add Burns uh, in the same exact position, number one right shot defenseman. I like that move a lot for Carolina. But I'm going with uh, the Rangers, and not only nothing to add about the Rangers is that they added Vinny Trocheck as well, who was in Carolina, and now he's in the Rangers, taking over that number two center spot. So I'm definitely high on the Rangers compared to the market. Uh, and then looking at the other divisions, yeah, um, the what was it, the Central, the yeah Central Division, yeah, I'm taking Colorado. Like that's not even debatable. It's how do you not? <laughs> how do you not? I don't know how you pick against them i I guess like picking other teams like minnesota with kaprizov he can be a hard trophy candidate this year he's a good goal scorer and then nashville's not bad like nashville's a pretty good team they made the stanley cup years ago they added ryan mcdonough from tampa and i was gonna say uh, you got good players so sorry to yeah you you see sorrows good he needs to stay healthy i mean he he didn't play in the playoffs last year and colorado smoked him yeah so yeah, and then Roman Yossi, great defenseman as well. So they have pieces, but yeah, Colorado's just a wagon. I, I would can't, I can't pick against them. Last one, the Pacific Division. Yeah, I'm going th- this. Three of the four are the same uh, with Will and I. Uh, I like Vegas. They're not the favorite. Uh, I think it's Calgary. That's the favorite. Calgary's good. They added Kadri, Nazem Kadri from Colorado, and they added uh, Jonathan Huberdeau. Huberdeau. From, and from Florida, Ligar, but they also lost Johnny Goudreau and it's Matthew Kachuk. It's actually Edmonton that's uh favorite, you know, just yeah, based on the Edmonton's power okay. rankings. It's Edmonton yeah. okay. at number three. Uh, that was the two. that was that was the thing. No, no, sorry, Vegas three. is third behind Calgary and uh Edmonton. And Edmonton, mm-hmm. it's always the same thing with me. Like uh, Drysidle and McDavid, they're both amazing. I think MVP Edmonton has a lot of the DNA of Toronto. You know, not yeah, just because they're Canadian, but I, I think they have a lot of that like you know, there's it's just too top heavy of a team. Yeah, there's just and something about just, you guys. You can have the you know the two you know, the two top point scorers every year, but get over the. That's hump. not going to win you playoff games. Mm. And they did add Evander Kane, uh, who's definitely fits in well on the ice uh, as a as a great goal scorer. But he's also like the Antonio Brown of the NHL, where he's a ticking time <laughs> yeah. bomb. And you don't know what's going to happen with him. Right, so based they on have his gambling. I was going to say the Calvin Ridley, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they. They have some secondary pieces after McDavid and Drysaddle, but it's not enough. I, I so I like Vegas. I I will say Vegas. They did lose Pacioretty and Evgeny uh, Dodonov, a couple two, top six wing forwards on their team. So I 
I don't like that for Vegas, but I'm still really high on them. Adding Bruce Cassidy, I think, is going to be a huge difference maker for their team, uh, coaching their team. And another thing about uh, the Golden Knights, they had a lot of bad injury luck last year because guys like Eichel, Mark Stone, Riley Smith, Alec Martinez, they didn't play. They they missed a lot of time last year. And I just think if those guys can stay healthy, they're going to be a much better team than they were last year when they missed the playoffs entirely. So I'm going with Vegas as well. So three of the four are the same. But instead of Carolina, I got the Rangers. And then Stanley Cup prediction. I'll say, I'll say, uh, just to be different, just not to pick the Avalanche, I'll pick Golden Knights from the West, and then the East, I'll go with the New York Rangers. And I know it's a hot take, but I'm I am gonna go with the New York Rangers to win it all. I, I like their team a lot uh, more than <laughs> more than probably most people. Uh, I I thought they made a. I thought they were really impressive last year in the postseason, and I think if they can make those series a little bit shorter, and and if their younger guys can improve on, you know, gain more experience, and then have the same production from their first line, and Igor Shosturkin is really great. I, I I like their team a lot, so I'm going with them to win it all. One th- I mentioned this earlier, but another reason I love the NHL is, you know, we talk about these teams that we like, the teams that, you know, can, can go on to do something. The NHL is one of those sports that like, in a given, you know, a tier, a team that finished in like fourth, four, like the fourth at worst record last year could become like, you know, the, make it to the Stanley cup uh, finals. And then next yeah. year be back to like a fourth, you know, fourth overall pick. I think there, the, there's, uh, way, oh, it's, there's way yeah. more parity in the NHL, which is why I'm going. Things fluctuate with, all the, the time, Rangers though. are, like 20 to one, mm. like to win it all. Like they're, they're not, they're not like at the very top. Like I think uh, they're like eighth or ninth. And then, throw and then 50 Vegas. bucks on them, Brian, throw 50 bucks <laughs> on them. Let it ride. <laughs> and then, and then the golden Knights, they believe it or not, they're a team that's actually like also in that. Lot of, something I think a lot of people are pretty down on them. So yeah. Like, and I kind of, I, I'm, I definitely take the patch and, other moves uh seriously like where i think it's gonna hurt them a little bit which is why i don't have a winning at all but i still think they're really good and just had a lot of bad injury luck last year and a coaching upgrade as well is gonna help them a lot uh, yeah so, so i mean and that's fair i guess i'll try to go quickly through mine so atlantic division also picking tampa i mean similar to will last year i picked florida and then i watched them get swept in a very non-competitive series uh toronto not going to believe in them until they prove me otherwise, especially now that they have the uh, Matt Murray experience and goal. And I can tell you that <laughs> goes one of two ways. And, uh, you know, more often than not, not the fun one. Um, Metro, I really would love to say the Penguins here, but I think that the the Hurricanes are for real. You know, you kept talking about Max Pacioretty leaving Vegas. Hurricanes yeah, got him Carolina. for nothing. Yeah. yeah. And they, Sebastian he did Ajo, tear his Achilles, Timo though, and he's not going to be ready until the end of the season, which I I think also hurts just in time for the the playoffs. Yeah, but, we'll see how yeah. we'll see how healthy he is by then. But if he's healthy, then yeah. Which is why I take I don't have Carolina winning, but I do take them seriously, and I think they're the like the uh, the other team that I would take. It's either New York or Carolina. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. Um, I mean they're they're a great team, and uh, I got in the central. I'm also going to pick Colorado because it feels crazy not to pick them. I yeah. do think a Stanley Cup hangover is possible with this team, but unlike the Capitals, they're young. Like they this isn't a team that like finally won after years and years. Uh, and I think Nathan McKinnon just got his new contract. I believe that he'll be ready to bring this team back to prominence and 
You know, you guys are talking about you don't believe in the Oilers. I don't know. The Oilers got to the Western Conference Finals last year. I'm really intrigued I believe by them more than Maple Leafs. I will say that. I mean, like yeah, I there mean, is that, similar traits, uh, like Will said, but I do believe them more than Toronto. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by Calgary. You know, how is this going to go? You lose Johnny Gaudreau. You replace him by uh, with Jonathan Huberto. Both had 115 points last year, but Huberto. I think 85 assists. So yeah, is he going to have enough? Is he going to have enough uh, talent uh, with Gaudreau gone? Matthew Trucks gone? They brought in Nazem Kadri to kind of, uh, you know, bring some of that tenacity as well as being a great player coming off an all-star season, Stanley cup championship plus Matthew Wegar. So uh, I'm really excited to see how Calgary goes, but I think like last year, battle of Florida was pretty one-sided in favor of Tampa. I think the battle of Alberta is also going to be in favor of Edmonton for the second year in a row. I do think Golden Knights get back to the playoffs, but I pick them to win the Stanley Cup every year. It feels like never happens. So I'm going to try something different this year. And, um, you know, I think that Tampa didn't really do a ton this season. I still think that they're the best team in the Atlantic, but I, I really like Carolina's moves, and I think that this is the Hurricanes' year to come out of the East. And in the West, I'm going to say Edmonton gets uh, revenge on Colorado after losing them in the Western Conference Finals, and I'm just going to go ahead and predict that uh, for the first time since 1993, a Canadian team is going to win the Stanley Cup with the Edmonton Toilers. Winning it all, I think if they make it that far, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl on that big stage are going to walk away as champs. Uh, they finally potentially have a goalie this season. I don't know. Depends on how highly you feel about um Jack Campbell, but I think that he's an upgrade over um, Mike Smith. Oh, Mike Smith, was, oh, Mike Smith yeah. sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that to me is the big difference there. Uh, I don't know. It feels crazy. I'm sure that they'll end up missing the playoffs entirely, but I figure, you know what? Why don't I do something totally unlike me and uh, predict Edmonton to win it all? And uh, we'll see. Rematch of the 2006 Stanley Cup Finals. It'd be kind of cool if this Hurricanes team goes. Yeah, I, I would. Far. If if it if it weren't for the weird playoff format i would have uh rangers hurricanes like east final but because they're playing the same division, yeah and i don't love the the division playoff oh, I, format. i hate it too yeah so uh so that's that's one thing i wanted to clarify is that like i would probably have them farther like i would have them mm-hmm. farther if they weren't playing yeah, the they, same division they, they can't uh uh-huh. yeah so Anyway, that'll wrap up our NHL season preview. I'm sure we'll find times to talk about hockey throughout the season, but you know, definitely won't be the focus moving forward. Uh, and with that, let's get ready to wrap things up with our top five. So we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we have Will Kalor on as a recurring guest. And in honor of uh, you know Will, his third appearance, we're going to count down our favorite celebrities named Will in this week's top five. Not two, not three, not four. Top five, top five, top five. All right. So normally um, we like to have our guests go first, but we're going to do things differently this time. Instead, uh, Will's going to go last and I'm going to get things started. And uh, one thing I'd like to point out before we do this, when I came up with this idea, I decided that it was exclusively going to be people who go by the name Will or some other variation of it. Maybe they go by Willard or Willie or William. Um, I didn't take anyone whose name is William, but goes by Bill on my list. Uh, so I just want to point that out. Mine would probably be different, but I didn't want to make any changes last minute when I realized that's what we were doing here. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to get started. Well, can I also clarify one thing is that I was also going to do the same thing, but I waited until I saw both your guys' list and (laughs) 
<laughs> let's just say that uh, after seeing the list, I'm like, all right, well, now I have to change mine a bit if we're actually going to include bills. <laughs> yeah, and, no, and that's fair. I, I am going to just tell both that. of you to pound sand that growing up, <laughs> the only connection that I had of people having the same name as me was by looking for people named Bill. So you know what? Yeah. Pound sand both go. of you. <laughs> no, hey, that's fine. It, it is It is your name. I we'll really was just going to go with five. Well, I have never called... The will here. I have never called him Bill once. In my <laughs> no. Life. no. So. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'll get started with my number five, and I'm going with a country music legend, Willie Nelson. Um, I I enjoy some country music. It's not my favorite genre, but I I think it's a fun one to listen to. And Willie Nelson. I mean, on the road again. Uh, I think that's that's a really fun one. I'm also a big fan of You're Always On My Mind. But overall, I think Willie Nelson's a cool dude. I mean, he, he just has always been kind of at the center stage as just an American icon. Uh, we all know his love of marijuana, his activism, trying to get it legalized. And he just seems like a fun guy. Like, I think it would be cool to to see him perform live or just really hang out with him. I remember going to uh, Texas Roadhouse all the time as a kid, and there was lots of Willie Nelson all throughout, the, at least the one in our hometown. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I think that if I'm, if I'm going to throw out Willie in uh, particular, Willie Nelson's probably the, the first Willie that comes to mind. Um, so for me, he checks in at uh, number five. All right, for my number five, I went with Will Zalatoris, a golfer on the PGA Tour. I feel like I got to say that now <laughs> because there are two different tours now, but he's he's not one of the guys that went to the Live Tour. He is on the PGA Tour, and ever since he came out uh, onto the scene, I've, I've always been a fan of his, and I think at some point he's going to win a major because he keeps contending in all these majors and finishing, finishing second place. Second. He is yeah. the king of second place, finishing second in the Masters and the PGA champ, uh, Masters in 2021. Uh, and then this year, past year, he finished second uh, going into a playoff versus JT in a, at the PGA championship. And then, and then he finished second at the U S open, uh, which was in, in, and Brookline, uh, this in Massachusetts this year. So he finally got his first win on tour, but at some point he's going to win an actual major. I believe that, uh, for sure. And then he, another thing about him is not only is he a great golfer, he is a, he is a cool guy. Uh, one thing that's awesome about him is that he, he's been told that he looks very similar to the caddy in happy Gilmore. <laughs> and, he 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 actually embraces it. Where to the point where he put on his one of his irons uh, in his bag. He said, "There's wording on it where it says, Mr. Gilmore, I'm your caddy.' He actually put that on one of his <laughs> irons. And then not only that, but he also in a photo shoot, he actually dressed up like the caddy uh, in Happy Gilmore in a photo shoot, which is which is just awesome. So not only is he a great golfer, but he's also a pretty cool guy as well. And so, yeah, so he's, he's quickly rising up the ranks of most popular golfers on the PGA Tour, partially yeah. by default because everyone Everyone's else because everyone <laughs> is leaving. <laughs> he is, he is, uh, you know, definitely deserving of being a fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, so for my number five, I went with uh, everyone during, you know, every middle school kid growing up, you get a substitute. You know what's coming on that day during uh, with a substitute. Mr. Bill, Bill Nye, Bill, the science Bill, guy, and Bill. every single kid sings along like Brian just did. Uh, <laughs> it, it, 
I, you know, I, I don't know any, I don't know any scientists. I'm going to be honest, but I'd imagine that Bill Nye inspired many, many, uh, young, you know, young, young children, you know, young kids to become, you know, want to be scientists. Uh, so for that science rules, Hey, you know what? He made science cool and I'll give that uh-huh. to him. Uh, science wasn't my topic, but Hey, you know, so it was somebody's and it was because of Bill Nye, uh, you know, and even then like just the energy he brought to those, uh, those, you know, you know, fun, you know, uh, those fun educational, like, you know, videos, it was just something about them. You know, you some, something about a good, good old Bill Nye, uh, the science guy, uh, class. Yeah. I mean, I, it's hard not to love him just because like you said, it means that we're, we have a sub and we're not going to do anything today <laughs> in class and watch a video. <laughs> so, uh, for night, my number four, I'm also sticking in the music industry here and I'm going with, Will I Am, uh, my second favorite Black Eyed Pea, of course, after Fergie. Uh, his full name is does start with William. I had it written down somewhere, but I can't find it right now. But anyway, Black Eyed Peas. I mean, they're they're kind of an older band, but they're just like a or whatever group, whatever group. you want to call yeah. them. Yeah, but they were such like a big part of our like middle school, early high school days. I got a feeling still slaps like whenever that comes on like it just you know like we're gonna have a good night when i got a feeling place or we just had a good night um and let's get uh, started another good one yep yep um i love uh where is the love um boom boom pow like they they just had so many bangers over the years they had simultaneously boom boom pow and i got a feeling one and two on the chart for multiple weeks like but that being said let's focus on will i am specifically and one thing that i really like about him is that he's a big fan of technology and computer programming and he actually uh at the first robotics competition in 2011 at southern new hampshire university will's alma mater he was there and was like giving a speech and it was like a big part of the event and then for the uh the championships that were held in st louis he had like a tv special um, all about first and, uh, you know, science. Um, I forget what it's called. It was like, this is first science rules or something like that. Uh, so big fan of Will I Am. Like, I always appreciate celebrities who are big into, like, computer programming and technology and stuff. It's kind of nice to see that outreach and, you know, just a passion for driving STEM education. So uh, because of that, you know, not just being just a cool member of black eyed peas you know his his love for uh technology puts will i am at my number four it's funny that he it's funny that was held at southern new hampshire university because we don't have any science classes there uh like are you like engineer or we didn't have any engineering classes especially so, back in tw- now we i now think it was specifically does, but... at snu arena so at the time it was probably verizon wireless arena but you know they updated the name for it they hey listen it's wikipedia wikipedia part. page is saying <laughs> that it was at southern new hampshire university so i don't know if it was yeah. you know the, they're tiny, the tiny gym that we have there, or you know whatnot. Uh, but uh, hey, no, it's probably the uh, the big arena downtown Manchester. Any acclamation we can still. get, I'll take it. And, you know, <laughs> as as we used to say at Southern New Hampshire University, bad publicity is still publicity. So hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for my number four, I went with Bill Miller, former Red Sox legend, third baseman <laughs> yep. from that 04 World Series team. Uh, one of the most underappreciated, underrated players in Red Sox history, in my opinion. I think he was the man. He, he was only there for a few years, but he made an impact for sure. And I remember in 2003, he won the batting title. And he also was, I think he's the only player to hit a grand slam on both sides 
Like yep. I said, he's a switch hitter. Both sides he's the of only the player to hit a grand slam in the same game on both sides of the plate. And yeah, great batter, great fielder. And not only that, everyone keeps talking about, rightfully so, in that game four versus the Yankees, about Dave Roberts stealing second and how that changed everything. Someone had to drive in the run. It doesn't, doesn't matter if Bill <laughs> Miller Someone had to drive him in, and it was Bill home. Miller who yep. hit it up the middle, past Mariano, drove in the tying run, and then the rest is history. So yep. definitely a big Bill, big, uh, big Bill Miller fan. For yeah, sure. and then also don't forget the famous Veritek A-Rod fight game. They yep, won he that. He hit the walk-off walk in that off game. Run off Rivera. Yep. Yeah, that was like the first game that made me love the Red Sox. I remember watching that. Uh, it was like it was as I was starting to become a big fan of sports, and I remember watching that game and everything that went down. We were at like a family friend's party, and you know when Miller hit that walk off, I think that was what sold me on you know really following the Red Sox the rest of the way, and obviously worked out really well with them winning the World Series. Yeah, you know, I, I, to that to that point, you know, at that at that time, you had the you know your your two uh, you know cornerstones of uh, Bill Bill Miller and Kevin Millar. You know, two yep. guys that you know they spelled <laughs> the names differently, but I that was always uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier of having a not fun uh, you know local team, and you know what that was you know as you talk about it, I just you know, I just get excited, I get a smile. I like, know, I, I love that. Oh, that Red Sox team too. was such a lovable. Oh, that, that's the uh, best man. team yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, anytime, anytime, uh, friends, uh, bring up like who is the best Boston sports team? It, it's a race for second because number one for sure, oh four Red Sox, Red Sox can't Sox, beat yeah. that team. No, nope. eighty six year curse ended. Yep. That's a topic for another day because I think my number two <laughs> might be the uh, twenty thirteen team. But hey, that's a topic for another day. Uh, my number four, uh, a man that partially, you know, I would say without this man, we would not be able to do this right now. Uh, Bill Gates, just, a, you know, revolutionized the computer world. Uh, you know, who knows where we'd be without, you know, him and some of the other computer minds, uh, you know, kind of uh, mainstreaming and, you know, building like the consumer, you know, or, like creating the, the the product that is consumer technology, um, you know, and. Hey, we might not, you know, sure, we might also not have had the Zune. So, you know, he, not all of his accomplishments were great, but, uh, you know, he, he definitely, you know, just, just one of those guys, you know, he just, just got to applaud him for what he's done in the world. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully soon he, you know, we, it's been speculated for some time. He might have a, uh, you know, a sports franchise, you know, he might, he might buy a sports franchise. So it might, might, uh, relate back to him at some point, you know, it might be able to tie that into, uh, the, the, the podcast at a, at a later date. Interesting. I haven't heard that with him. I figured he would have by now. I will say I love Microsoft Excel, uh, you know, Microsoft <laughs> Office in general. So I'm, uh, I mean, I, I got to appreciate Bill Gates for that. This was, this is, I sent Corey uh, this a couple weeks ago, but uh, it, there's actually a uh, competitive tournament for Excel. Uh, there, yep, it's Excel a, like the, the, the Excel World Series or whatever it was called. It was awesome watching these people watching these people like it was like two hours yeah. of coverage it was like espn the ocho yeah espn it. ate the ocho it, yeah, it, they, it they was did it on that day. awesome you know it, it yeah. was just such like in like yeah you have you have a guy that sounds like cedric maxwell like describing it too it was <laughs> yeah you did the full like yeah, color commentary <laughs> it was spectacular uh, for sure so uh my number three I'm going to go with a football player uh, from my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, as Fast Willie Parker. And he 
he was only the Steelers starting running back for a handful of years, but he made the most of them. 2004, he signed on as an undrafted free agent out of North Carolina. Didn't really do a ton that year. Uh, Jerome Bettis was the guy, but in 2005, he established himself as the the main speedster, uh, kind of the opposite of Bettis, who was a big bulldozer in the backfield. And uh, Parker was most famous for his 75-yard touchdown run in Super Bowl 40 against Seattle Seahawks, which I believe is still the longest offensive play in Super Bowl history. I don't know if it's been passed since then, but it at least was at the time. And he went on to be a Pro Bowler in 2006, 2007. Eventually, the team decided to move on with Richard Mendenhall and others at running back And after uh, signing with Washington and being cut in the... Uh, before the regular season started, didn't end up playing the NFL again. But I love him for what he did to Pittsburgh, number 39. Uh, you know, Willie Parker was very fun to watch play football and a two-time Super Bowl champion. Very, very thankful for what he accomplished during his brief tenure in Pittsburgh. For my number three, sticking with football, I went with Bill Belichick. And even though there are times where where it's not always perfect and you know he's always up there on the podium uh, answering questions like <clears throat> oh yeah I mean, we got to do a better job of you know playing better offensively defense special teams <clears throat> we're on a cincinnati you know he'll do that crap but i definitely have to appreciate how great of a coach he is best one best coach of all time uh and will we talked about this earlier where i there are just so many bad coaches in the NFL and it makes me realize like, wow, it's really great that we have the the guy that knows what he's doing because a lot of coaches do not know what they're doing. And even though I'm more of a Brady guy, it, the Patriots would not have the success that they've had if it weren't for Bill Belichick as well. Uh, so uh, I, I felt like he was pretty deserving to be on the list. Yeah, you know, I I have the exact same guy as my number three. You know, it's you you can make the you you know the, the Brady Brady Belichick debate's always going to be there. You know, call it what what you will, but hey, you know what? Without without Belichick, we probably don't have six rings, and you know, we we don't have a an entire generation of New England sports fans who you know fell in love with the game of football. Uh, you know, as we all talked about, we were all Red Sox fans, you know, baseball fans when we were younger. I don't know that, you know, I don't know that I turn into the football fan that I am now without, you know, the, the, the dynasty that was Bill Belichick and give him, you know, say what you want. You know, like there are plenty of times, as you point out, there are plenty of times that I scrutinize the guy. Uh, you know, I'm not yep. in his shoes. I don't know, you know, what he, why he's doing the things that he does. I don't know why he takes the 101st overall uh, pro- ranked prospect with the, with a first round pick. Yeah, you know, okay. I, don't know why he does the things that he does, but at the end of the day, he reminds us every you know once a season when he goes up against the Dan Campbells of the NFL and drops a twenty-six to zero, uh, you know Schmenzer on them. You know, so that that's where I'll say, uh, you know, Belichick number three. So, I mean, if you're going to include Bills on this list, it was no surprise that the two of you would put Belichick. I think it was just a question of how high up uh, he would rise on your list. Um, but yeah, it's just. In the early 2000s, yeah, like baseball is our sport, and the talk of the town. What it probably Red Sox were probably the number one team, but now, after all these years, like the Patriots are by far and away, even though they're not as great now. Of course, they for all these years they've been by far the number one 
talk of the town. And the, the Patriots don't even success. the Patriots don't even hold the best playoff odds of all the you know the of all the Boston franchises. Yet they're still the you know they still dictate conversation. I would say the exactly. you know I, I would say that the uh, Bruins and the Celtics have better uh, playoff odds. You know, I don't know the actual odds, but I'd say both those teams have better playoff odds than the Patriots did going into the season. And yet the Patriots still dictate all conversation. So, you know, that's it. And that is because of Bill Belichick. They were before Bill Belichick got here, there were blackout games. You, if, if you wanted to watch the Patriots, you couldn't because they weren't on the TV <laughs> because nobody was watching them. They weren't even a, rel- a yeah. relevant franchise. Uh, like no, they almost moved to St. They Louis. almost moved. Yeah, and so I mean, it, and yeah. Hartford. So a lot of the credit I goes to yeah, it's a, it's a collective credit to you know Brady and Crab, but also Bill Belichick, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll move on with my number two, and I guess uh, so. My number two is Will Arnett, and um, have either of you seen Arrested Development? Watched it at all? No, it is one of my favorite sitcoms. It made my top five sitcoms of the 2000s. And Will Arnett could have made my number two spot just on his character, Joe Balone. Probably my favorite character in that show. I always go back and forth between him and Tobias Funke, but Tobias is much more outlandish than Job is, so it's easy to gravitate toward Job. Um, but not only is he great in that role, he is phenomenal in Bojack Horseman, which is one of the uh, most popular, consistently considered greatest, one of the greatest uh, Netflix original series of all time, where he voices the titular character. Just a, another kind of wacky show with humans and animals together uh, in a you know failed ninety or not failed. He was a successful nineties actor uh, as a horse in a Full House type show, who is uh, not doing as great in uh you know 15 20 years later but i think he's he's awesome in that role i know he's been in a lot of other things um he also does the voiceover for reese's commercials these days so just another reason to love will arnett because i love reese's my favorite candy so uh i mean those three things alone are enough for him to easily check into the top of my list here at number two all right for my number two I'm going with Will Smith. Will Smith is the man. I don't care what anyone says. People don't like him after the whole Oscars incident. I could not care less. <laughs> like, yes, it wasn't a good look, but you know what? Chris Rock was talking trash about his wife, and he, he wasn't happy about it. And yes, it, again, it wasn't smart how he handled it, but I don't care. I'm still going to watch his movies. I'm not going to cancel him. I don't care. He's, he has plenty of good movies. Uh, to name some of my favorites, uh, Pursuit of Happiness, definitely a tearjerker. I liked I Am Legend, Independence Day, I, Robot, Ending of the State, Hitch. So many great movies. We could do a top five on Will Smith movies. At least I think I could. Oh, for sure. I just yeah. named and I just more than five Fresh of them. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, great show. I enjoyed <laughs> that show. Definitely a great sitcom. Uh, and him starring as himself. Uh, but yes, he's a legend. Uh from his TV show in Fresh Prince, all the movies he's had, and and then all yeah, also being kind of a rapper too. <laughs> so, yeah, Will Smith is my number two, and I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> uh, so my number two, uh, going over to actors here. 
I got uh, Will Ferrell. And now, granted, his I don't believe his first name is actually Will. I, you know, it's like Jonathan or no, something like that. John like, Will, John it, William Ferrell. Yeah. So, so you know, he, but he goes the by stage Will. name Will. You know what? Cool. He he thought you know he he has the same name as me. You know, he, he realized that he uh <laughs> he realized what name was cooler and went with it. Um, the, and and it, it's funny if you were to name you know if you made the list of uh, uh least you know bottom five celebrities with named will i think my wife's uh number one would be will ferrell she despises him it's such a polarizing topic <laughs> is, in our household he is kind of a polarizing actor like, I, I think I, his comedy is so funny you know brian as you just mentioned about yep. will smith you can go down the list of will ferrell movies uh you know arguably one of my favorite sports movies of all time kicking and screaming yes i love uh, kicking it, and screaming one of one of the greatest if you've never seen it you gotta it's one of the and greatest for a pg movie too it, it's incredible it's so funny like you know and uh, as as i uh you know shortly enter uh parenthood i imagine that's what coaching a, a children's soccer team <laughs> is, it would be like uh you know uh, some of some of his movies like uh the other yes. guys him and mark Wahlberg. i love the other guys brian's not a big fan but i'm a huge fan of uh it, you know it, I, I again he's one that if you you could give me a list yeah you know, i could make it you know i could make a top 20 of my favorite uh, Will Ferrell movies. Um, yeah, he's just, for sure. yeah, he, and I get it. Like, I understand why people don't like him, but I think his uh, delivery is you know, his delivery, his, you know, his, his like, you know, persona that he puts on screen. I love it. So I accept that people don't like him. I don't know if I understand it. Like, I won't go that far. He's my number one. I, Will Ferrell's one of my favorite actors. I love comedy movies. He's done so many. Elf is my favorite Christmas movie. Love him in that. But just beyond that, I think he's iconic as Ron Burgundy in Anchorman. Not even one of my favorite movies, but just his role. And, like, everyone knows that character, and he does it so well. Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby, one of my favorites. Huge fan of that movie. Um, you mentioned the other guys, and... uh He's not, he barely is in it, but one of the greatest cameo roles of all time in Wedding Crashers at the end is a dude who crashes funerals. Like, it's just an, <laughs> a wild character. And then, of course, I got to throw it old school. Um, he's awesome in that movie. That scene going where he's like hammered, going <laughs> shrieking, just one of the funniest scenes in uh, t- 2000s comedy movies. Uh, he's just, he's awesome. Even Curious George. Like, I'm a big fan of uh, the Curious George franchise. I, I love that he made that into a movie. Uh, back in 2006 like he is he's awesome huge fan of will ferrell and uh you know when i came up with this topic there's no doubt in my mind that he was being my number one celebrity name will so i am not so spoiler he's not my number one so which means he's not on my <laughs> list but uh-huh. so i'm obviously not as big of a will ferrell fan as you guys but I'm, i don't i'm not like <laughs> will's wife where i despise the guy I, I, there are <laughs> movies where i to name to name my favorite will ferrell movies uh well, okay, well, this is not Will Will Ferrell movie, but like his his cameo in Wayne Crashers is great. Like his character in that movie where he's Chaz, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, "Mom, I mean, the meatloaf." Yeah, right, yeah. right there is one. Of, you know, he's he's in so many movies that are on like the all time quote list. Like the mom the mom meatloaf thing. That's just, that. You know, that's that's one that goes down all time. Yeah. Like he, he's he living just... the dude dude oh. died in a hang gliding accident. One idiot. How did we not mention Step Brothers? Yeah, like, that's, oh, yeah. So, that's I mean, to, so <laughs> yeah, I, I think both like, Brian, I think my... it's relatively overrated movie. Oh, but yeah, you're right. God. It is a classic. It's, it's a little bit, but I, it's, I was just going to go on with my favorite Will Ferrell movie. So Corey mentioned uh, Elf. Yeah, Elf is a classic. Uh, and yeah. then Step Brothers I liked. And then the other, um, not the other guys, the other guys I, I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. But um, 
Old school, yeah. Old school. Frank yeah, the Tank. I, like, I, like I had to look school. it up. I was like, I know he has a great name. Yeah, Frank the Tank. That's Frank the Tank. <laughs> another yeah. incredible character. Yeah. Uh, I oh, and, and then Blades of Glory. That was when I looked. Oh yes. Uh, he's been in a lot yeah. of like you know sporty movies. Like I you know as, as oh yeah, well, of them, yeah. Like, he's in a lot of sporty. I mean, semi pro is like the <sighs> most relevant. I heard, I heard about minor sucks, league basketball. So I'm not a fan of semi pro, but yeah, he's a NASCAR movie, a figure skating movie. Uh, yeah, but the campaign. You're talking about, you're talking about yeah. uh, Black Eyed Peas earlier, where he's like, "I'm gonna get you, get you drunk, get you drunk on my lady humps." What does that even mean? No one knows what it means. It's it's provocative. provocative. Yeah, it's not. Get the people going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so even though I'm not as big of a fan as you guys are of Will Ferrell, there are movies that were I where I that I did like uh, for him. Uh, so for my number one, uh, I went with comedy. Another comedy legend i i went with bill burr he's by far and away my favorite comedian uh i'll i still even his all of his specials not all of them but like a lot of his specials that he's had in the past are all are, are so amazing and i even watched i even watched one at Corey's house <laughs> and uh i always watched oh yeah every every, every as tradition well, i mean every, that's his best one the, I'm yeah sorry i think, I think that that's way. his best one uh, every uh, in black every draft uh, tradition, I go on YouTube and I watch I watch that bit where he he talks about the the NFL draft and how stupid it is. And... The uh, skydiving bit. Oh, the, sky, the skydiving bit is my all time just... favorite uh, yeah. Bill Burr bit. Where oh, without a doubt, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has a new special that came out. I really enjoy. Anytime he has new specials on Netflix, I'm always gonna watch. And the them. new ones, they're um, not as good as the past ones, but I still watch them. But, I still enjoy yeah. Them. I mean, he, yeah. And I I, I watch I've watched uh, even his his clips on Conan where like his oh his yeah no on he's Conan. yep great there, great on those, there are yeah. so many clips uh, of of him on Conan that, that I will rewatch and and still still laugh at and and then he has his own podcast that I listen to sometimes even though it's like two hours of him rambling uh, <laughs> yeah uh, the I still, Monday morning I'll still podcast. listen to that he has a show called F is for, F family. Is for family yeah I've uh, never watched it but I've, I, I I've watched I've watched a season or two two seasons it, it's it is yeah. good um I haven't watched all of it but but it's mm. actually better than better than I thought it would be so that's good yeah. he was also in breaking bad and he was in breaking bad right uh, for a few episodes <laughs> yeah. so he, yeah there's he's like a lot of I know a lot of like times where I've seen him movies where I like rewatch them after years and like, oh, I forgot Bill Burr was in it, or I had no idea Bill Burr had a role in this. Yeah, um, and, and he was in all- that date night movie, which Will I Am was also in. Uh, he played like a detective. I was like, wait a sec, is that Bill Burr? Like, I <laughs> just had no idea. So. And also, just being from Boston and and yeah, and uh, and being also just a huge sports fan in general. Like he he he's just someone that I I I, I get. Like he yeah, he loves sports. Like he loves going to as many stadiums as possible. Yeah. Like he's just like an all-around big sports fanatic. So, if I included Williams who go by Bill on my list, Bill Burr would have definitely made the top 5. Don't regret not making changes to it, but you know, I just want to throw right. that out there. Yeah, so he's a legend, so definitely deserved to be number 1 on my list. Uh so with my number 1, uh it is a uh gentleman that uh the first person I think I ever realized was also named Willard. Uh for those listening at home, uh my name is I go by Will, but my actual name is Willard. Uh very, you know, common misconception. People assume it's William. Yeah. Not- my my dad came to visit back in April and I still had your like save the date wedding invitation on he's like oh i didn't know his name was willard and i was like oh really to, to yeah. validate my point Corey, we've been friends uh, since third grade 
And your, your dad, uh, you're now at 28, you know, I think I'm 28 right now at 28 years old since third grade, your dad has thought my name was William this whole time. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're 27, by the way, whatever, man, just, I, I, I lost track of 21. I, 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 I actually, you know, I, I've, I've, uh, been turned down at bars because I don't know my age. You know, I've had a, I've had a waitress really? ask me my age and I'm like, uh, Anna, am I 25 or 26? And the waitress was like, wow. you have to ask, then this is not a real ID. I'm like, I don't keep track of this anymore. <laughs> uh, but my number one, uh, Willard Smith Jr. Um, Brian, with you, I don't, give a, I don't give a crap about the slap. That's not enough to cancel him over. You know, if anything, give him a slap on the wrist. You know, he, he apologized, but he also, you know, made it clear what, it, you know, why, why he did what he did. You know what? Ten-year Oscars ban is insane. That's a reason I would watch the Oscars. People need to slap people more often on that crap. Like, <laughs> give, give, give me more slaps. Don't don't discourage it. I would watch every year if I got if if someone was getting slapped. Let's start slapping the Kardashians and whatnot. Let's more slaps. Come on. Hashtag Hollywood more slaps. Uh, but in reality, he he, you know, some of some of his uh, some of his roles as you as you mentioned, Brian. Uh, I I think he's one of the great you know I, I think he's one of the you know one of the better actors of the the generation um you know and I, and I appreciate what he you know what he stands for you know he besides the slap he's been a very you know scandalous free guy regardless of how much his family is it like you know with, with both his kids uh you know him and his, his wife and both his, being, uh, wife yeah you know both of them being so prominent in the media it you know it takes a really good dude to you know to to not have any kind of scandals and for the most part, he's been, you know, he's been pretty clean, uh, like scandal wise, you know, he all, you know, even dating back to his Fresh Prince days, uh, he was always just a great guy, like, you know, great, like, you know, just a great person. Like, you know, he, he there was something about him that was just good, uh, you know, so I, I give him, a, you know, I give him extra credit for that. Uh, and, you know, again, Pursuit of Happiness, one of the best tearjerker movies that I, you know, oh, that I can sure. think of, um, yeah. you know, he, he, there's just a lot of roles that, you know, Fresh Prince I think everybody of our generation fell asleep to that on Nick at night. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. for, the, for that reason, mainly because of the Willard, uh, he takes my number one spot on the top celebrity wills. No. And I think that um, realistically, he probably should have made my top five. I just wanted to be slightly different with him um, and left him off my list and threw a couple others on, but you know, Will Smith is great. He's been in a lot of iconic roles over the years, a lot of great movies and TV shows. So uh, definitely don't blame you guys putting him very top of your list. So that'll finally do it for this one. <laughs> Covered a lot of topics, you know, a lot going on in the sports world. Um, but you know, we come to expect that when we have a guest, especially it seems to be the theme when we have Will. You had the longest, pretty much by far, um, divisional preview, and here we are with a, another one. So that's uh, not we're the, so glad that's to have not you on, a bad though. thing. Uh, yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It means that we enjoy talking to you, and we have lots yeah. to talk about. Next so. next time I'm on, I'm putting a timer on. You know what, what I'm allowed <laughs> to say. I keep my tips to <laughs> yeah. sixty seconds or less. I, I you know. Sorry, uh, it's, it's, have, it's, have, like, have like the the who wants to be a millionaire thirty second ticker going, <laughs> uh, and then when it gets to thirty, someone else's turn to talk. It's tough. We you got to share three microphones instead of two. So, but you know, we definitely appreciate you having back on. Like you said, recurring guests. You know, hopefully we can get you on sometime before the uh, end of the football season. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see where where things are at at that point. Let's but. see if my Jaguars take holds up. <laughs> So moving forward, next week basketball starts. You know, Brian and I would definitely be excited to talk about the NBA. 
And of course, more football, more baseball playoffs, more whatever is relevant. So for our special guest, Will Kalora, my co-host, Brian Wells, I'm Corey Novotny. Thanks, everyone.